It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! You know what, Devils fans? It really is amazing what a successful week of hockey can do for an entire fan base. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, your host, your confidant, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the number one best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I mean, considering especially after this past week for the Devils, but I really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You always know that I greatly appreciate it, and it means the world to me that you um, you guys really, really enjoy the content that I provide you. This podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are, are sponsored by our wonderful friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You already know, when you sign up for DraftKings, if you want to get in on all of these awesome opportunities to get major cash prizes, here's what you do. You go to DraftKings right now, you sign up, you use our promo code THPN, and lastly, you tell them that your boy Neil Filipiano sent you. And once again, a big shout out and thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. 
this is really crazy considering, again, where the week started. And if you think about my episode that I did um, last Monday, a week ago, uh, obviously I was in a much different uh, mood, uh, definitely having different feelings about this Devils team. And now fast forward a week and look at where the Devils are and look at what they could potentially continue to do as they move forward. The Devils are coming into this upcoming week after starting the season off 0-2, have now rattled off three straight victories in, for the most part, relatively dominant fashion. And it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Now, again, I mentioned this numerous times, but I'll mention it again. I'm not going to really try to, you know, go crazy and go, you know, say like, oh, this team is different or anything like that. Because we're only five games into the season. Uh, the, just the sixth game of the season is uh, Monday night at home against the Washington Capitals. Another big game that we'll uh, preview a little bit later on in this episode. But first thing we're going to do today is we're going to obviously recap the Devils games against both the Islanders and the San Jose Sharks. Since we already covered the game against the Anaheim Ducks. And we're also, as we always do, give you guys some updates from our other teams. Uh, we're going to give you Utica comments as well as Adirondack Thunder updates. And then for the first time this year, I'm going to give you a prospect update. There's about five prospects right now that are off to a really good start in their respective leagues. And I wanted to give them a little bit of a quick shout out as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, because I know that this is uh, the first time since uh, the, well, this is technically the second time. You've heard my voice since the um, reverse retro jerseys came out. But if you haven't checked out the ranking and review episode, the bonus episode that I that I did with my good buddy Nate Thomas of the Quack Report, which covers the Anaheim Ducks here on the Hockey Podcast Network, I would highly recommend that you go check that episode out, uh, Season 4, Episode 9. Thank you again to Nate for coming on. Thank you also to Dylan Kaiser, um, who's you know one of my bosses here at the Hockey Podcast Network and one of the guys that really gave me my shot here with the network. Uh, he was supposed to come on, was feeling a little bit under the weather, but he will definitely be on the Devil's State of Mind podcast for an episode in the very near future. But thank you to both those guys. And again, make sure you go check out the episode so you get my full feelings, not just about the Devil's Reverse Retro jersey, which is another shout out to the Colorado Rockies, but we rank all of them and review every single uh, NHL's Reverse Retro 2.0. So make sure again to go check that episode out again. Season four, episode number nine. So there is my full rundown of what we're going to talk about today. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll kick things off with recapping the Devil's win over the New York Islanders back on Thursday, this past Thursday, the Devils honestly and truly came out flying. And it was a little bit of a surprise considering that Lindy Ruff made some interesting changes to the lineup structure, where he, instead of going with 12 forwards, six defensemen, he actually went 11 forwards, seven defensemen with Kevin Ball getting some action. So a little bit more on the defensive side. But for whatever reason, it seemed to work. Um, this was also the second time that Holtz and Zetterlin were not in the lineup. Uh, so, well, this was the first time that they were both not in the lineup and yeah, I was obviously critical of it prior to the game. Um, but I think considering how things have gone the last couple of games, 
it's kind of worked out. But again, we'll we'll dive into that more as we go along here. But anyway, again, the Devils came out flying, um, both on offense and on defense. On offense, they were just firing everything at the net, really, really peppering Ilya Sorokin with shots. And their defense was very strong to the point where the, the Islanders didn't get their first shot on goal until the 17th minute of the first period. So the Devils nearly went the whole first period without surrendering a shot on goal, which is a very, very impressive. But at the end of the day, there was no score after 20 minutes. And it was really just thanks in part to Ilya Sorokin just really doing a fantastic job of really shutting down the Devils and, uh, you know, frustrating them quite a lot. So that was frustrating. But I, I remember saying that that was one of the most dominant periods I've seen the Devils have in which they did not score. Uh, they even had a power play in that uh, first period where they had like four or five shots on it. I mean, it was really good. And again, Sorokin was the reason we didn't score. Shots on goal were 13-3 to in favor of the Devils after the first period. But just 95 seconds into the second, Damon Severson makes a three-quarters of the length of the ice pass to a streaking Jack Hughes, who softly goes from his forehand to his backhand through the legs of Sorokin and in to give Jack Hughes his first goal of the season and to give the Devils the 1-0 lead. And as Pretty, um, the goal was for Jack Hughes, the pass from Damon Severson was just that much better. And it was just phenomenal. It was crisp. It was clean. It was fast. And it just got to Jack Hughes right on his stick, you know, was able to, um, allow him to continue his momentum with the pace that he was bringing there on that play coming off the bench and he got rewarded for it. So a big time goal, finally getting the devils to get one past Sorokin. About seven minutes later, Devils continuing to put the pressure on. And then a great steal by Nico Heischer behind the Islanders net in the offensive zone. He feeds it in front to Jesper Bratt. And Bratt feeds it to Pilat, who's standing about three inches to the right of him, standing wide open in the slot. And he feeds it to Pilat. He snipes it past Sorokin and in to get his second of the year. And the Devils to grab a 2 nothing lead and that is um that was a pretty goal as well but it was a, it was another big goal because it finally felt like the devils were getting rewarded for all of their hard work for all of their offensive uh onslaught that they were putting on through 40 minutes and after 40 minutes it was two nothing devils so you felt relatively confident going into the third period because through 40 minutes the islanders weren't doing a whole lot and if they had any chances blackwood was just shutting them down blackwood was looking even better than he did in the two periods against Anaheim on Tuesday. Really, really, really strong in net, making the saves that he needed to. Um, shots on goal were 23-12 to 12 in favor of the Devils after 40 minutes of play. And the Devils really kind of, they never really took their foot off the gas. They continued to, to put on pressure, and they got rewarded again a couple minutes into the third, where Jesper Bratt makes a nice feed to Andre Pilat open in the slot, and he gets it just under the right arm of Sorokin and in to get his second of the game, and the Devils to grab what I pretty much will say was a commanding 3 nothing lead. And at that point for me, it was definitely one of those games where I said, it's not about at this point, are the Devils going to win? It's a matter of, are they going to get the shutout? Like, how is this game going to end? Um, the Islanders finally were able to put on some pressure and uh, there was kind of a scramble in front of the net with about four minutes to go in the game. And Anders Lee was able to sneak one past Blackwood and in. And it was unfortunate because I felt like I felt like Blackwood definitely deserved to get the shutout. And um, it just didn't happen. But the Islanders get one back. It's 3-1 to one with 3.16 to go in the game. But Nico Kiescher 
getting his second, getting now back-to-back multi-point games, was able to actually score an empty net goal, which again, the Devils scoring empty net goals is still like a phenomenon to me because it just doesn't happen very often. Uh, But Nico was able to get an empty net goal, get his second point of the game, and put this one away as the Devils skated away with a dominant win on the road against one of their Metro Division rivals, the New York Islanders, by the score of four to one, and that, and also to move their record to an even five hundred at two and two. So, at that point, because if you remember. Last week, I was saying how the Devils need to at least win two out of the three games in this uh, three-game set this past week to really kind of get the confidence back. Well, now you're two and two going up against the San Jose Sharks team that, while they are one and five, they have been playing relatively competitive hockey. So this was not going to be a cakewalk, but you definitely felt pretty good with a matinee game at home against the Sharks, that you're going to give yourself a legitimate shot to potentially go 3-0 and this week and go from starting the week 0-2 to being a game over 500 at 3-2. and So now let's shift to that game against the San Jose Sharks on Saturday. I did actually attend this game. And once again, and I've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. Once again, I was looking to see my first win in person at the Prudential Center for the Devils for the first time in over three years. I mean, it's crazy that uh, somewhere in 2019 was the last time that I saw the Devils win in person at the Rock. So I was hoping that maybe, just maybe, that this would be the day that the Devils would uh, finally help me and end that losing streak and um, hopefully start a winning streak. Um, But again, Devils looking for their third straight win and uh, end what would be basically a perfect week of getting three wins and all six points. Uh, And again, it was going to be a tough matchup against the Sharks. They were coming off an overtime win against the Rangers on Thursday night at the Garden. So they were looking to try to uh, snatch some more points here on this uh, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania um, road trip for them. Uh, both Alexander Holtz and Fabian Zetterlin were not in this game. They were benched again as the Devils once again went with the 11-7 lineup. And Blackwood got his third start because, again, might as well stick with the hot hand, right? Like that's – I kind of look at it like once you start playing a certain way and you're winning a bunch of games with the way you're playing, you don't want to change anything. You want to play it out until it's not working anymore and then you make changes. That's usually what these – what teams have to do. Um To me personally, the Devils were the better team. Uh, It just, again, was one of those situations where the other goaltender was making some really good saves. And I think, again, the Devils were just struggling at times to finish their chances because the Devils averaged something along the lines of like nearly 40 shots a game. I think it's like 39 something um, a game, which is the most in the NHL of any team per, you know, on, on average, uh, they just struggle at times to finish. And the way that we all know this, you know, we all feel this is that once the devils are able to actually routinely finish their chances, they're going to become that much more of a difficult team to stop and slow down. Like that's the way that I look at it. Um, but the devils couldn't score. Neither could the sharks. I mean, to be quite frank, the sharks didn't really have a whole lot going for them in this game. They did obviously score a goal in the second period, um, and they had some good chances right at the end. But for the most part, not a whole lot in this one. Um, 
In the second period, the Devils appeared to have gotten themselves the lead on a shorthanded goal from Nico Heischer. But after the refs went to Toronto and uh, reviewed the play, although it wasn't a distinct kicking motion, it did um, it unintentionally was kicked in by Nico Heischer, and so the goal was waved off. Didn't agree with it. Don't like the rule, but that is the rule that we uh, we have to deal with. But but the Devils continued to press, and eventually. With almost six and a half minutes to go in the second period, Sharon Govich stole the puck from Mark Edward Vlasic in the offensive zone and then went from his forehand to his backhand top shelf, beating Capo Kakinen and in, and the Devils getting their first lead of the game. It was a pretty goal from Sharon Govich, and uh, he definitely earned that one. Just a good job on the forecheck to create that opportunity and to cash in on it. And the Devils officially at this point grabbing the one nothing lead. But it didn't last very long as uh, about two minutes later, Devils on the power play. And it looked like that they weren't going to be able to score in this one. It was kind of nearing towards the end. But again, another good situation where Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt make it some plays. Brad feeding it to Nico Heischer, who's just behind the net. And he feeds it to an open Dawson Mercer in the slot, who's able to bury it past Capo Kakinen and they double the Devils lead to two to nothing. Jesper Bratt continuing to rack up the points, rack up the assists. And uh, we'll talk about him a little bit more as we move on here. But again, a power play goal. You're hoping that now the power play can start to get going more and more. And we could start to cash in more on these man advantages, but the devil's two nothing lead lasted only 32 seconds because a defensive breakdown um, led to a two on one for the sharks coming the other way. And Kevin LeBanc, who just got back in the lineup for the San Jose sharks went top shelf over the right shoulder of black one and in, and the sharks cut the deficit to one at two to one. And that's where things stood until basically the rest of the game because the devil's defense really locked it down. Blackwood made some big time saves, not happy that the devils didn't put more pressure on the offensive zone to try to, you know, double the lead and try to get it back and really kind of put this one out of reach. They, uh, they made it very stressful until the very last second, but they were able to hold on for the two to one win. And for the first time in over three years, Yours truly got to see the Devils get a win at home in person. And that is such a weight off my shoulder. It's if a lot of people know about the whole streak and everything. And it did become a running joke after a while, but it's such a relief to get that win to for me to see that win and to uh you know experience it and just feel good for the first time in a while, walking out of the Prudential Center after the Devils got themselves a win. And so it was phenomenal. It was a great win. Great team win overall. Devils, start, again, started the week off 0-2. But thanks to wins over Anaheim, the Islanders, and now the San Jose Sharks, they moved now to 3-2-0 on the season, ending the week a perfect 3-0-0, which is awesome. And uh, I was checking out some of the stats. Overall, the Devils have gotten at least 35 shots or more in each of their first five games. Um, they currently lead the league on average shots per game at 39.2. So the Devils nearly average 40 shots on goal a game. What's also crazy is that they also average the fewest shots given up per game at 21.2, which is really, really impressive that both on the offensive and defensive sides, for the most part, the team is doing 
what they've been doing. And so you're hoping that the devils are finally starting to get rewarded because we've said before how much the devils are the analytical darlings, that whenever they show analytics and stats like that, the devils are dominating. But when in the in these category categories where the um where it matters most, win-loss record and you know the score of the game, it just hasn't been getting there. But now they're starting to get rewarded. Mackenzie Blackwood, three straight games now, was tremendous. He actually got awarded the third star of the week by the NHL. So congratulations to Blackwood. He finishes the, finishes the week stopping 55 of 59 shots he saw in the combined three games. And so the Devils, with one of the best weeks of hockey I've seen that this team play in a long time, moved to 3-2 and two on the season. And now when you look ahead, the Devils have some definitely some much more tougher competition this upcoming week. Monday night at the Rock at home against Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals, who have been struggling, and you're hoping the Devils could take advantage of it. But again, the Devils have had problems with the Capitals for years now, and uh, you're hoping that they can kind of turn that momentum around. After the game, the Devils fly immediately to Detroit to face off against the Red Wings in Detroit the very next night. On Tuesday night, Devils will look to try to get some revenge from losing uh, the home opener um, last uh, a week from Saturday ago, a little while ago. Um, and then the Devils will have a couple days off before they finish the week with a big-time matchup Friday night at the Rock against the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. So it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be a week where if the Devils went 1-2, and two, You'd kind of expect it if they go two and one, that would be more than what we expected and we'll take it. And then obviously the overall, you know, best case scenario, the Devils continue their winning ways and get these three wins. And I've always said the hockey's a magical, unpredictable sport. You never know what can happen. So it's very possible if the Devils keep playing the way that they're playing, that they can certainly um, get this done. And it starts with this game against the Washington Capitals. We'll see if Vitek Vanacek gets the chance to play just his second game. Um, as a New Jersey Devil and his first matchup uh, against his former team. We'll see what the Devils decide to do. But fantastic, perfect week this past week for the Devils. And again, hoping they can continue these winning ways and really, really continue to get this season off on the right track and gain that momentum so that we can be right in the thick of things as we try to compete for a playoff spot, you know, as the year uh, continues to move forward. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. And there's so many different opportunities out there because hockey is, as I always say, a magical, unpredictable sport. You never know what type of game you're going to get. You might get a couple of opportunities here and there, but with matchups like even the big events, like the Winter Classic that's coming up, or any of these outdoor games, all-star games, big matchups against the defending cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, and so much more, DraftKings, as always, is giving you huge opportunities to get major cash prizes. And that wasn't enough. Excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Here's what you got to do. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, TBPN, or TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now let's look at uh, the Devils' two minor league teams. I've told you before I'm doing both Utica Comets and Adirondack Thunder updates this season. We'll start with the Utica Comets. Uh, They got their first W of the season in a 3-2 win in the home opener versus the Cleveland Monsters on Friday, but then lost a tough 2-1 game on the road to the Providence Bruins on Saturday. So the um, Utica Comets are currently 1-2-0 so far this year, so obviously off to a slower start than last year. Year. Uh, Brian Pinho has two goals, two assists for four points. Um, he is tied, he right now leads the team in goals and is tied for the team lead in points with none other than Andreas Johnson, who has a goal and three assists for four points so far this year. So Andreas Johnson actually d- putting up some production in the minors. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, Utica Comets games this week. They have a home game versus Cleveland and Toronto. So they have back-to-back home games this week against the Cleveland Monsters and the Toronto Marlies on Friday and Saturday. So the Comets, bunch of days off. Don't play on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, but then play Friday and Saturday, looking to also try to move to three and two, which would be great if they can get both of those wins um, at home and uh, try to get some momentum going. So that is your Utica Comets update as of now. And then we shift over to the Adirondack Thunder, who I mentioned before had a really, really bad season last year. And unfortunately, they're not off to a good start this year as they dropped each of their first two games of the season, both on the road against the Worcester Railers. They lost the first one five to four. So it was obviously a back and forth game. And then we're kind of being pretty handily in the second game, losing four to one. Uh, Noah Corson, so far the team leader in points and in goals. He has two goals, one assist for three points. And Xavier Perrant has a goal and assist for two points as he is tied for uh, second place for the most points on the team so far. Those are the guys that are leading the way. Uh, the Thunder also have a bunch of days off before their next games. They have back-to-back home games, including their home opener, against this same Worcester Railers team. Uh, The first game, the home opener, will be on Saturday. And then the second game of that back-to-back will be also in Adirondack on Sunday. So we'll see if the Thunder can bounce back with a bunch of days off, bunch of chances to practice and get themselves going. And uh, hopefully they can get at least a win or two and uh, get themselves rolling as well. So that is your... Utica Comet slash Adirondack Thunder updates. Um, again, uh, the Metropolitan Riveters, you know, the professional women's hockey team here in New Jersey. Um, they're right now. They currently have a couple of days off. Uh, there's still some more preseason games. And uh, again, we are a little bit less than two weeks away from the beginning of the season. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any more preseason games or if it's just going to mostly be practice. But uh, when I get some more you know, information and stuff, I will certainly share it with you here on the podcast. And I will continue to share stuff on our social medias at Devil's State on Twitter and also on Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. 
Finally, here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, I'm going to give you my first prospect update of the season. So every now and then, I'm going to give you guys some updates on certain prospects. They're not always going to be the big name ones. Some guys are going to come up and you're going to say, whoa, you know, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And he's having a really, really good year. So let's kick things off. I got five guys that um, have gotten off to really solid starts. The one that really has gotten himself going so far is... Our third, our third first round pick that we had in 2020, which was kind of the shocker of the first round, which was defenseman Shakir Mukamadulin. He has played so far 21 games this season with three goals, six assists for nine points as a defenseman uh, this season for Ufa. So he went back to Russia to play for his team Ufa in the KHL Continental Hockey League. So Shakir definitely playing well. He did get a little bit of experience playing with the Utica Comets last year, but he is back in Russia. I believe he is there on loan, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that there's a chance we'll see Shakir back in North America at some point this year. And I am curious to see how he continues to play in the KHL. He certainly seems to be off to a fantastic start, which you'd love to see. Another guy that really kind of worked his way up to being one of our more top prospects last year while playing in the KHL was Arsen, Arseny Gritsyuk, who in 21 games has two goals, six assists for eight points while playing once again for Avangard Umsk, which is also there, the defending Gargarian Cup champions, which is the uh, championship trophy for the KHL. So Gritsyuk, who is also considered to be one of the top young players in the league, I think he may have gotten close to winning Rookie of the Year in the KHL. He's been gotten... He's, he's actually gotten several awards, uh, definitely playing well. Um, will we ever see Gritsia come over to North America? We'll see. He did just currently sign a new uh, three-year contract with Avantgarde. So, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. We'll, we'll see um, what the Devils decide to do with Gritsia long-term. But if he if the Devils can't get him signed, uh, I wonder how, um, how many interested teams there will be um, in the NHL for him, but um, I would like to see the Devils try to uh, sign him and uh, get him to a entry-level deal, uh, but we'll certainly keep an eye on him. So both Mukamadulin and Glitzyuk off to really solid starts in the second toughest league in hockey around the world, and that is the KHL. Now, let's shift over to North America and focus on the college ranks. We got three guys who are playing in the NCAAs that are actually off to a solid start. Seamus Casey, um, who a very, very solid defenseman playing in his freshman year at the University of Michigan alongside Luke Hughes has gotten off to a very good start for um, University of Michigan through six games. He has three goals, two assists for five points. He has played very, very well uh, so far for Michigan, which is great. You know, we talk about Luke Hughes, speak of the devil, Luke Hughes off to a little bit of a slow start, but you know, Again, long season to go. He has one goal, three assists for four points so far, but uh, he has looked very good, very confident in his sophomore year. And again, this could very well be the final year that he plays in Michigan because I think a lot of the expectation is that we will see Luke Hughes at some point either at this at, you know, this season or certainly going into next year, we'll have a chance to really, really see him uh, around New Jersey, um, which is something that we're all excited to see down the road. And lastly here is a very good friend of Jack Hughes. And he kind of, uh, if you remember the story when Jack Hughes was getting interviewed by the Devils prior to him being drafted number one overall, you know, he kind of told the Devils that they should go and draft this guy. And that is Patrick Moynihan. 
very good friend of Jack Hughes, currently playing at the universe at Providence University. Through five games so far, Moynihan has three goals, one assist for four points for the Providence Friars. And uh, again, Casey Hughes and Moynihan all playing for universities that are some of the top in the NCAAs, which is very important for development and allowing these guys continue to be in the spotlight. So some prospects so far are uh, off to good starts and we'll see if they can continue these, uh, these really good starts and continue to uh, put up good production and uh, catch the eye of uh, the devil's management down the road as we continue to build what is already a very, very strong prospect pool. So that is your prospect update. And again, I will do these every now and then as the season progresses. But to kind of wrap this one up, guys, another big week coming up for the Devils, coming off a perfect 3-0 and uh, week last week. And uh, let's see if the Devils can continue their winning ways and gain confidence and ultimately score some more goals, which uh, we like to see. But really good week. Let's keep this, uh, let's keep this train rolling, shall we?